0: Good morning, Smithfield. We are excited to be able to share just a quick word with you. Um, my wife and I, just on behalf of my wife and I and my whole family, we uh, just want to say thank you for extending the call to me to be your next pastor. I am so excited. I'm so pumped to be able to serve you guys and to love you and to be a part of your faith community. And so, we are just eager to share in what the Lord is doing and will do through Smithfield Baptist Church so let me share just a quick word from Ephesians I was reading today just in my daily Bible reading and I came across Ephesians and Ephesians chapter 1 uh, verse 1 says Paul an Apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the Saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was just struck. I didn't even get past those two verses really this morning because I was so moved to think that Paul, when he is writing his prison epistle, to the Ephesian church. He's writing from in prison and Paul is one of the most unlikely converts to Christianity. He was violently persecuting the church, dragging Christians off to prison and he even consented to the stoning of Stephen. He had murderous threats towards the church and if you were to point to somebody and say, that man's gonna be a Christian, he would have been the last person you would have picked. But yet we see in the very first verse of Ephesians, it's Paul, Paul, an, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. And I am just marvel at that beautiful work of God's sovereign, good grace breaking into an undeserving sinner's life like Paul. And you know, Paul, was on his way to Damascus and he was ready to get more orders to throw more Christians into jail and he gets blinded by Jesus and knocked off his high horse and Jesus says to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Of course, he was called Saul at that time and he says, why are you kicking against the goads? You're persecuting me and Paul was awakened that day. He had a light shine in his heart, and he began to see who Jesus really was, and he was converted that very day. Somebody prayed for him, and the Lord had revealed it to a man named Ananias, and Ananias is like, no, this Paul guy, or this Saul is trouble with a capital T. Lord, you can't be talking about this guy, and he says, no, go to this place, and there'll be a man, and behold, he is praying. He's praying as if if it's the sign that this man has been changed inside, from the inside out. He was a murderer of Christians and then he became the foremost missionary of Christians. And so he he went from being a, a, a hater of the people of God to a lover of the people of God and one who would take the gospel to the nations. And ultimately I can identify with the Apostle Paul. Because the Apostle Paul was just like me. Um, uh, Paul was a Jew, and I was raised in a a household that really was not uh, completely religious, but my father was Jewish, my mother was Christian. Um, They were nominally so. my, My mom didn't really go to church. My dad went to temple, I think, a couple times a year. And so I really wasn't, raised with a whole lot of religious content or a a religious worldview, but I knew what it was, I, I, I saw and observed what I thought was Christianity and what I thought was Judaism, and I just was like, that's not for me. And ultimately, I began to hate Christians as I got older. I began to just think that they were foolish or that they were dumb or that they were out of touch with What was really going on and ultimately I had a sweet sweet grandma who was the only believer really in my family who would pray for me she actually said when I was five years old she said you're gonna be a preacher Peter and she would tell me that as I was growing up and I would be like yeah right (laughs) and ultimately um, who knew that she would be so prophetic but um, she would become a major major um, reason that I'm standing here sharing my testimony about how God saved me. But uh, it didn't take long as a teenager to get involved in drugs and alcohol and just abusing those things, living for the party life, living for popularity, soon getting into trouble. So I think, you know, I'm gonna try to do something to fix myself because things are going bad. I'm gonna end up either in jail or I'm gonna end up somewhere worse. And so I joined the Marine Corps and in the Marine Corps, I basically learned, you know, how to fake discipline. um, And I learned how to be disciplined at times, but ultimately um, it didn't solve the problem inside my heart. I knew how to do a little combat training. I knew how to fix F-18s. I got to travel across the country, but my heart was empty and I was living for the weekend. And ultimately, every time it would not satisfy. And before long, I got into more trouble, even in the Marine Corps. And there would come a time where I would just begin to experience the utter consequences of living without Christ, of living a life of running from God in rebellion to his designs. And consequence after consequence, pretty soon I was on restriction in the barracks and I was doing a lot of thinking and God sent a Christian into my life now I gave Christians the Heisman so many times when they would come I'd say please I don't want to hear about sin I don't want to hear about any of that but that day when God sent somebody to share the gospel with me I was listening that day my eyes began to see And when they started to tell me that Jesus Christ died on a cross for sinners, that I was a sinner, that I was running from God, and that I was walking in sin, and that one day God's just wrath would be poured out on me if I continued in that, I was shook to the core. And ultimately, this person began to paint a beautiful picture of God's love for me that God so loved me that he sent his son into the world to die on a cross so that I might have life in him. And not only to die, but to rise up three days later, conquering death. And that if I would look to Christ, if I would look to Jesus, and if I would believe that he's Lord and that he rose from the dead and he could forgive me, I could be saved. And so I remember just kneeling down that night in my barracks and asking God to forgive me and I remember it was like a hundred gallons of liquid love just poured over me and and experiencing just the sweet sweet amazing reality of grace in my life and forgiveness and that God was real and the light went on and so I'm just weeping and 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 praising God for the great work that he had done Now, little did I know that my grandma had been praying for me for years. And she lived next to another Christian who was a neighbor of hers. And they had started a little prayer meeting a couple, um, probably like a year or so earlier. And um, that person turned out to be my future wife. So God took my future wife and partnered with my grandmother to be praying for my salvation before I ever knew who Jesus was. God had ordained that that would happen in that way, and I would one day get introduced to my wife who'd been praying for me all along, and we would one day get married. So Clarissa was involved in pleading before the throne of grace with my grandmother that I would be saved, and that Story is a whole other story of how that all kind of came together But God is so good. God is able to save us. God is able to save the most wretched sinners Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost But now I'm found I was blind but now I see so like Paul I used to hate Christians and then God save me. And not only that, I started sharing Jesus with everybody I could. And so pretty soon I'm in the Marine Corps and I'm sharing the gospel every day and people are asking me, they're like, all right, Reverend Phillips, you know, like they're asking me the hardest questions they can think of. And I just got my Bible, went home, tried to study to get answers to be able to share with them. And pretty soon there's a Marine Corps Bible study that God starts to create. And people are, you know, we're praying for them to get saved, and God begins to move. And it was like a little miniature book of Acts at work. And so God began to really, uh, through those early years of Christian living, reveal to me the call that He had on my life to be a preacher of His word, to be a faithful minister of the gospel, to never stop preaching the gospel every chance and every opportunity I get. And there have been many failures. And there have been many uh, great celebrations, ultimately, in the Christian life. But God has continued to confirm the call on my life. And I'm just so overjoyed to be able to share a little bit of who I am, a little bit of what God has called me to do as a minister of the gospel. And my love for you, Smithfield, is already just burning brightly. So I'm, I'm so encouraged. I'm so glad to be able to share um, this good news with you in my testimony. But ultimately, to give you hope that God can save people just like me. God can save people just like Paul. And God could save people in Smithfield, in Henry County, in Oldham County, in Shelbyville, all over and beyond what we ask, hope, or even imagine. So let me close with this line from a great hymn called How Great Thou Art. And it's verse three, and it goes like this, and it just stirs my soul every time I read it. And when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. We serve a glorious God. We serve a glorious King and King Jesus is on the throne. And it doesn't matter what's going on around us because he will work his purposes out in our lives. You could be assured the work that he has begun in you, he will continue. And I am so excited to see what the Lord will do with his people as we catch fire to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to every tribe, tongue, and nation, to friends, family, acquaintances, co-workers. Let's see what the Lord will do, Smithfield. Thank you.